Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Searcy Sports Show. And I'm feeling good today. Uh, there are lots of things to be excited about. It's the start of my last semester of college today. I'm having a Q&A session on today's show. Um, I'm just excited to talk about sports and have a great day. And whatever platform you're listening on today and wherever you may be listening, I hope you are having a wonderful day as well. So first, let's dive into today's Searcy Storylines, three current stories in the sports world that are catching my eye. And the first story of the day comes from the NBA. And this past week, John Beeline, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, was in the news again. Um, Earlier in the season, there were a few comments about how his players were not playing for him and that he was kind of like, quote unquote, losing control of the locker room. And then he came out and was like, no, that's not the case. And like, we're figuring things out. And then I remember not too long ago, um, Kevin Love was really furious about stuff during the game and was like throwing the ball really hard at someone. And then we look at this past week and we see that John Beeline might have called people thugs and was making some questionable remarks during a film session. And then he later in the week had to emotionally apologize to the ownership and Throughout all of this, although John Beeline seems to be trying his hardest to kind of corral his players and the other coaches and the ownership and really make it, you know, just for him to be a the leader that he wants to be for that team, I just don't really see it getting any better. Um, even if he did say something else or has not really done a lot of these things, the fact that it's in the media so much is a problem in itself. And I think that that's telling to where the Cleveland Cavaliers are right now. Um, For a new coach to cause this much stir upon arrival, uh, it just bodes poorly for his future, the Cavs' future. And Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson are two of their best players right now, and it seems like both of them are looking to be traded. I know that the Cavs are kind of still in a rebuild, so that makes a bit of sense, but it seems like it comes some from bad taste and that they just aren't having fun on the team, and um, that's disappointing. Um, So going forward, I hope that the Cleveland Cavaliers and John Beeline and the rest of their players can kind of figure something out and then it gets better for them, but right now it's a really rocky situation in Cleveland. So the second story of the day comes from the NFL, and it is that Mike McCarthy is now at the reins of the Dallas Cowboys as the head coach. And I am kind of disappointed that I didn't get to cover this in my previous episode where I was kind of grading the coaching moves that had happened so far in the NFL. So I just wanted to talk about this decision that the Cowboys made to hire Mike McCarthy. And I do think that it is a good hire, but I worry that it's not a great hire. And when I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys letting go of Jason Garrett in the previous episode, um, I think that that was the right decision. But I think what the Cowboys need going forward is someone who who will immediately come in and take ownership and lead all of their players and elevate them to the greatest that they can be. And in my opinion, the Dallas Cowboys have, on offense and defense, tons of talent. Um, I just think that the stagnance of Jason Garrett's progress as the head coach of the Cowboys was a little bit of a reflection of what happened to the talent, and I think that the talent just kind of stalled. Um, So I think that it's there. So for Mike McCarthy coming in, the Dallas Cowboys need to let Mike McCarthy take over completely. And I worry that because Jerry Jones is kind of the head of the ship in Dallas, 
that they will be getting better anytime soon. Um, I am just concerned for Mike McCarthy that coming in, um, someone who is a older coach like him, who knows how long he will actually be there. And of course it depends on his success. Um, but Jerry Jones expects a lot and Jerry Jones also has tons of control. And I think that that's not really a good mix for what the Dallas Cowboys need right now. Um, so I think in order for Mike McCarthy to be successful in Dallas, he needs to really take a step away from Jerry Jones and do a lot of things on his own. And hopefully Jerry Jones lets him do that. And I think that if Jerry gives up a bit of control and Mike McCarthy can go in and put all that he has forward in front of those players, I think that the Dallas Cowboys could be very, very successful in the coming years. And the third and final storyline that I wanted to discuss is another football coaching hire, but it is from college football, and it is Mike Leach getting hired by Mississippi State. I personally think that this is a great move. Um, Mike Leach has always been kind of an air raid offensive guy, and from watching Mississippi State, especially this year, I think that they are a passing game away from being a really consistent and contending program in the SEC. I don't know who their quarterback or their offensive weapons are going forward, but I think that someone like Mike Leach, who has a lot of offensive prowess, can go into Mississippi State and kind of show them the ropes. And I really hope that it's successful because I like Mike Leach a lot. I think he's got a really good attitude. I think he brings a little bit of a fire to him. He's a pretty fun guy. Um, so I'm really interested to see how Mississippi State is in the coming year or two, and I really think that they could be a sharp contender going forward in the SEC. Now I want to shift gears to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs that just occurred, and I want to give you my MVP and my LVP of each game. And the MVP is the player, coach, personnel group who I think made the biggest difference in my eyes in the game. And the LVP is the player, coach, or personnel group who I think was kind of the biggest disappointment in my eyes. So the first game of the weekend was the San Francisco 49ers beating the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 27-10. to 10. And my personal MVP of that game was Richard Sherman. I thought that Richard Sherman was a really consistently dominant force throughout the game. Kirk Cousins really never seemed comfortable throwing the ball the entire day. Um, the Niners defensive line did a good job of holding Dalvin Cook to only like 21 yards rushing. Um, and then I just consistently watched Richard Sherman get into plays, make plays. Um, I believe he had an interception. He had another pass defense. Um, so Richard Sherman was just a consistent force. And I think that he was kind of, as he is the captain of that 49ers defense along with guys like Nick Bosa, uh, which is crazy because Nick Bosa is a rookie. Um, the 49ers defense is just firing on all cylinders. And I think that the fire to those cylinders is coming from Richard Sherman right now. And he's playing some of his best football that he's ever played. And then the LVP from the Minnesota Vikings and San Francisco 49ers game to me was the offensive line and the running game of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota Vikings have been run heavy all season. Dalvin Cook's had a really solid year um, when he's been healthy, and their offensive line has been better. Um, but in this game, and it could be a factor of that the 49ers, like I was just saying, are playing some really good defense right now, but the Vikings just didn't give Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, a lot of really good opportunities to succeed, a lot of successful plays. Um, you have to open up the run game to be able to open up the pass game. 
and the run game just wasn't there. And I thought the offensive line underperformed. But I do feel a lot better about Kirk Cousins in the clutch going forward. I thought that he performed pretty well overall in both of those games in the playoffs. And I'm excited to see what he does going forward. The second game of the divisional round of the playoffs was the Tennessee Titans defeating the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 28-12. to And the MVP, in my opinion, and probably for everyone, was Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry went crazy again. He had 30 carries for 195 yards. Um, He also threw a touchdown, which was crazy. He had a jump pass at the goal line for a three-yard touchdown. And Derrick Henry is just a beast. Um, It's been crazy watching him run. Um, He's been impressive in all facets of the game. He's big, so he's done well when he's had to block. He's caught a few screen passes, which he doesn't do terribly often, but when he has, he's done well with those. And he's just running the ball really, really well. Um, I think that that bodes well for them going forward to next week's AFC Championship game against the Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs haven't done an amazing job against the run this year. And Derrick Henry had a nice game against them earlier in the season when the Titans beat the Chiefs. Um, so I think that in order for the Titans to go to the Super Bowl and possibly win the Super Bowl, Derrick Henry continues needs to continue to be the MVP for the Tennessee Titans. And my LVP from this game was John Harbaugh. Um, I talked in my playoff predictions section of the show from a few episodes ago how I thought that John Harbaugh was being really clever this year and coming up with designs for their offense and defense. Um, and I just don't think that the Ravens were super well coached in this game. Lamar Jackson was okay. He made it, he did make a few mistakes and you can't expect him to be mistake free, but I just, it watching the Ravens, it just didn't really seem like they had a lot going for them and that the adjustments that they made weren't really there. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from coaching and it's just too bad to see a team that was as hot and exciting as the Baltimore Ravens go out like this. Um, and I think that it starts with the coaching and the preparation going in. And I, th- I know that John Harbaugh knows better than that because he's been in the Super Bowl before. He, he has lots of experience. I think going forward, the Ravens will take this as a huge learning lesson and hopefully improve their playoff performances in the future. Now, the third game of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs was an unbelievable game. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Houston Texans by a score of 51-31. to And there are lots of MVPs that you could choose for the Chiefs for this game because they had a lot of guys who played really, really well. But to me, it was Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey was questionable with an injury coming in, and they were talking about how he may need to be monitored throughout the game because they weren't sure how much he could play. And he went out and played really, really, really well. Um, He had 10 catches for 134 yards and three touchdowns, and his fire and also Patrick Mahomes' fire, they they both were just bringing a lot of energy in the midst of their huge 24-point comeback, and I just thought that Kelsey overperformed from what anybody could have imagined. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in the league, but coming in, he wasn't 100%. He started the game with a couple of drops. But after he started to get into the flow of the game, he was just a really dominant force that the Texans really didn't have an answer for. And so he is my MVP of this game. And the LVP of this game to me was Bill O'Brien. Um, the Texans got off to a 21 to nothing lead. And then on a fourth down and not far to go, the Texans decided to kick a field goal. 
And to me, that was the turning point of the game as far as the Texans starting to play a bit tentatively. And by them kicking that field goal, I, I just, I don't really understand why they kicked the field goal. I get that it, you know, every, every point matters, but I thought that at that point they really had nothing to lose and that they really could have kept the pedal to the floor and continued to pounce on the Chiefs early. And after this decision to kick the field goal, they came out a possession or two later and decided to fake a punt. And amidst the fake punt, they waited like 20 seconds to snap the ball. And I think that kind of showed some tentativeness. And then just throughout the rest of the game, there was a lot of like deep zones that the Texans were playing. And I, I just I just think that they were trying to play not to lose their lead instead of to continue to build their lead and win the game. And I think that that all starts with coaching. Um, Bill O'Brien has had a lot of questions about whether he's the coach for the Texans going forward. And, and it seems like a lot of the players really support him, and especially Deshaun Watson. He came out in the media yesterday and said Bill O'Brien is definitely the coach of this team. And I don't think that that's really an issue. But I think that Bill O'Brien, if he could have a do-over, I think that he would do it over again and change a few of the calls and, and just instill more confidence in the team than it seemed like he had throughout that game. And the final game of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs from this weekend was the Green Bay Packers defeating the Seattle Seahawks by a score of 28-23. to And my MVP of this game was Devontae Adams, a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers had 16 receptions for 243 yards and two touchdowns. And Devontae Adams represented eight of those 16 catches for 160 yards and two both both of the receiving touchdowns. And just throughout that game, Devontae Adams was getting pressed to the line. He was getting double covered. And he was just a consistently unstoppable force for the Green Bay offense. And that leads me into my LVP of the game, which was Seattle's defense. Um, Seattle's defense hasn't been overly impressive this year. But as these third downs kept piling up, Green Bay continued to convert, and I feel like almost all of them felt like Devontae Adams' receptions for like 10, 15, 20 yards. And you would think that a defense would be able to adjust properly and, you know, execute on those coverages to stop someone like Devontae Adams, and they they just weren't able to do that. And it was disappointing to see how these lack of adjustments really made such a huge difference in the game. And uh, kudos to Devontae Adams for all of those third down conversions and those amazing catches. He played fabulously, but it was just the fact that consistently the Seattle defense just didn't really make the right adjustments to cover him and stop him. And Russell Wilson really never got a chance. Russell Wilson played very well, but just towards the end of that game, he never got a chance to come back and take the lead on his own. And, and Devontae Adams just continued to instill his dominance on that game. And it's time for your weekly reminder to make sure to take care of yourself. And if you need to talk to someone about something, please reach out to someone to talk to them. No matter what it may be that's on your mind, it's always refreshing to just be able to talk about it with someone and to just be realistic with yourself on where you are mentally, physically, emotionally. And I just encourage you to reflect on your own and reflect with the people around you that care about you and love you. And I just encourage you all to take some time this week to take care of yourself, do what you need to do to get your head right, your body right, and to continue to improve your lives in multiple ways every single day.
So now I want to give you my prediction for tonight's college football playoff championship between the LSU Tigers and the Clemson Tigers. And my prediction is that LSU will finally end Clemson's winning streak. Um, I just think that from watching LSU and Clemson this year, I really like LSU's consistent offensive and defensive displays. I like that they have beaten a lot of really solid opponents. I like the momentum that they have right now. And I, as, as hard it is to believe that Trevor Lawrence could lose a football game because I know that he hasn't lost a game in a long, long time. Um, I just think that the overall, the overall talent that LSU has is greater than Clemson's. And so I'm going to predict that the LSU Tigers will beat the Clemson Tigers in the national championship tonight. By a score of 28 to 24. And now it is time for my first Q&A session on the Searcy Sports Show. And these are questions that were submitted to me on social media um, through the Searcy Sports Show's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Um, I'm going to run through three of the questions that I got and give you my insights on just what I think. And the first question is... If you have never really been into sports but want to give it a try, what do you recommend? That is an interesting question um, just because sports have been a huge part of my life since I was a young kid. Um, I don't really remember much of my life without sports, to be honest, whether it's watching them, playing them. Um, I would say for someone who's getting into sports for, for the first time and hasn't really been into them before. Um, I think that it's just a matter of watching some on TV and playing some in real life with people that you know, you know, love to play those games and just just experience them a little bit from the entertainment standpoint and actually playing them and start to appreciate like what about each sport is important to you. And there are a lot of connections with sports to other things. Um, so like if you're a math guy, there's a lot of analytics that goes into every single sport. If you're a science person, there are literally episodes called sports science that ESPN does. And they go through the science behind a lot of the activities and actions that go into sports. Um, obviously there's tons of history within sports. So whether it's something kind of like a school subject kind of thing, or just something that you're interested in, there are a lot of things with sports that, you can connect to. And I think that a matter of just experiencing sports and learning a lot about kind of the history and the science and, and just everything else that's not the actual plane of the game as those things go into it, I think that can be where you find your interests, especially if you're thinking about specific trying to find a specific sport to either watch or to play. Um, but I think it all starts with just spending some time getting to know each sport and figuring out if that's something that you would be interested in in the future. The second question of this Q&A is, can you give an explanation as to why and how the New Orleans Saints lost to the Minnesota Vikings at home in the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs? And if you listen to one of my previous episodes, I predicted that the New Orleans Saints would win this year's Super Bowl, and I am wrong already because the New Orleans Saints lost to the Minnesota Vikings in the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs last weekend. And the thing to remember with especially predictions and looking at teams on paper to kind of predicting how they're going to do and how they've done in the regular season, 
the thing to remember is that it is on paper and it's all pretty theoretical that a team can perform well in the playoffs and will win a game. As a lot of people like to say, you know, you start the playoffs at 0-0 zero and zero and everybody has kind of a fresh start and although momentum from the regular season can carry over to the playoffs, um, it doesn't always mean much. Um, I think that the New Orleans Saints going into the playoffs were one of the, if not the best team in the NFL, and I just think that they kind of had an off day. Um, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, two of the guys that made a huge difference in the regular season on offense, um, weren't as dominant in that game, and their defense gave up a few plays here and there, and I just think it, it added up over time. Um, I don't think that the Saints really, I mean, the Saints, you know, flat out could have played a little bit better, and I don't think that they were far from winning that game, as it definitely, it you know, it came down to the wire, but I I don't really think that the Saints could have done much different other than just play a little bit better on a few plays, and who knows what could have happened in the games after that. Um that's the great thing about sports, um, especially the NFL. Um, I think that any team can win in any given circumstance. And I think that the Minnesota Vikings just happen to have the better day of football. And sometimes that just happens. You know, we have upsets and, and a team doesn't play like you think that they should. And that happened just yesterday with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they had won 12 games in a row and nobody thought, you know, not many people thought that they would probably lose again, especially with home field advantage. And then they got bulldozed by the Tennessee Titans. And um, that that's just how sports goes. Um, you know, we look at things on paper and we think that, you know, this, this should happen and then it doesn't happen. And I think that the Saints just unfortunately had a little bit of an off day and the Vikings had a good day and the Vikings happened to win that game. So the third and final question from this Q&A session was... Word for word, it was MJ or LeBron. And I think that this person was asking, in the grand scheme of NBA history, who is the greatest player of all time between Michael Jordan or LeBron James? And I think that the tough part about these questions is comparing two players who are from different eras, and then I personally am only 21 years old, so I never got to see Michael Jordan play live. And so a lot of my... A lot of my opinions on LeBron are what I've seen with my own eyes live. And then with Michael Jordan, I have to go back and look at highlights and then listen to what other people have seen and witness him do. And I personally think that based on career statistics and my personal version of player debates like these is who made the greater impact across all parts of the game itself playing the game of basketball. I think that LeBron James makes a greater impact to a game across all phases of the game than Michael Jordan did. Now, Michael Jordan is probably number two, and they both have done a lot for the game on and off the court, but when I watch LeBron James make an impact to a game and see the type of teams that he has had in the past with the Cleveland Cavaliers where he didn't really have a lot around him and he just really I feel like everywhere he's gone he has elevated the level of talent around him and his own talent in order to succeed and I know that he has not an amazing NBA Finals record but as I just look at a game by game player by player outlook of how much they make an effect on a game. I just see LeBron James making that greater impact than Michael Jordan did individually. 
Um, I think that this is one of, if not the hardest debates in all of sports, because both of these guys were the greatest players of their generation. And when you look at, you know, the generation comparisons, it's really hard because the games change so much over that great amount of time. And I just have to give the nod to LeBron James just based on what I have seen and my definition of kind of the the argument of what makes the greatest player of all time being that the statement is who is the greatest player of all time. And although accolades do mean a lot, I think that when you look at statistics of an individual player and the abilities that an individual player has, I think that LeBron James gets the nod over Michael Jordan as far as how good a player is by himself. And with that, that concludes today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And just a reminder that you can check out episodes and clips from the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and SoundCloud under the name The Searcy Sports Show. And you can find the show on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And until next time, this has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off.